Welcome to Verbal Art, a podcast where we talk about artsy stuff in different locations. Before we start. <laughs> okay. Uh, is this weirdly far away from you or is it okay? I don't know. I don't know. Let's try. <laughs> it, it's kind of like equal in, in a way. Yeah. And symmetry. I like the symmetry. The symmetry is in the work as well. And we have like exactly one couch between us. But yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like, let's try. But this is more like a Finnish, uh, I would say. Oh, yeah. Than a Danish. The Finnish distance. Uh, distance, yes. <laughs> Hi. Um, welcome to Verbal Art. Um, with me, your host, Senja Ram. Uh, this is my podcast where I interview artists and other creative personalities about what they do. Um, today I am here in Kuvatila Gallery in the Fine Arts Academy in Helsinki, where I study, uh, together with Sara Rantanen um, in the Bachelor uh, Graduation Exhibition, where Sara has a show or like a, a work in the show. And disclaimer, this is the second podcast interview I am recording today, which is a first for me to do two in one days. And so if I uh, seem less focused or somehow something, then it's because of that. And I will do my best, but we had a lot of busy schedules to coordinate in a few days mm. while the exhibitions mm. were happening. So. The previous episode with Harina Reina um, in uh, Hippolyte Studio, which comes out a week before this, I came almost immediately from recording that and to here. Mm. So, podcast day. Yes. <laughs> and both the galleries are closed today, actually. So True. that's a little bit funny. But we have turned on the works here, so there should be some sound. Maybe. I also have have a recording from here from the other day but sorry i'm rambling now um so hi sara would you start with introducing yourself um i am sara randonen uh, i am uh, nowadays a multidisciplinary artist mm -hmm. i'd say i used to be a painter for a long time uh, but now i work uh, towards this bachelor exhibition I have worked more with performance and installation um, yes I study in the uni arts in Cuba and obviously uh, will graduate as a bachelor this autumn I have a previous degree in painting from the Free Art School in Helsinki. Uh, yes, and I'm interested in multiple myriad things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nice. And one of the reasons why I asked Sara if um, if we could do this interview is because we both have more recently made the conscious decision to um, come out as performance artists mm. and move into this area and I think well performance is many things and in a way we are all performing all the time but but to actively choose it as a new f 
form of medium or expression and to um, most of art I have learned here in this school it doesn't really matter what medium or technique it is it depends how you approach it mm. um, so like are you still in painting department here no, no I actually changed uh, in autumn this autumn Okay. Uh, from painting to time and space. Okay, so which actually would be the performance mm. encompassing department. But like I learned here in my first semester that I was totally welcome in painting department even though I didn't paint. They were like, yeah, no, you don't have to touch paint in painting department. You can just like, I was painting with light <laughs> when, mm. when we were doing the introduction rounds of all the departments. And they said like, yeah, that's cool. You can paint with light, you can like you don't have to paint to be in painting. It depends how you approach it. Anything can be a painting. Mm. If you look at it as if it was a painting, if you approach it with painting in your mind. And so if that's the art history you kind of rec um, recollect when deciding what you are looking at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so in that way everything also can be performance, but there is still I think your approach to how you work mm. maybe changes when you decide that something is a performance rather than something yes. else? Yes, I'd say that my um, decision on changing um, from painting to time and space department was mostly to mark myself that something has changed and now my viewpoint is different. And maybe, for example, when, when just before I introduced myself, I didn't have the guts to, like, say that I'm a performance artist mm -hmm. and then you did and said it like we have like come out as performance artists mm -hmm. and I suddenly realized that there, oh, there is something like to come out with yeah. as if it were a bigger of a deal than than I don't know painter or something but but I mean at least for one performance event I declared it as I am now a performance artist <laughs> Mm. <laughs> I have done performance before, but for that event, I decided to declare it as now I am also going to be a performance yeah, artist yeah, yeah. officially. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I remember writing it. I had two exhibitions in the summer before this bachelor exhibition, and in either one of those, I put uh, in the CV a marking that a painter and a performance artist, mm -hmm. and that felt like this is real <laughs> nice okay but let's get back to basics since uh, we do have a little bit of a format in this podcast mm -hmm. so can you help the listener uh, be in the room with us can you describe where we are how it looks well uh, I work as a like an assistant to a blind painter sometimes so I have done this amazing this. Now that's so cool. Yeah. I mean, for multiple reasons, but just like it's cool if you are practiced because mm. a lot of people actually are very bad I, as I, visual artists. I don't understand how they're so bad at visually describing mm. what is around them. Yeah. No shade to all my other guests, <laughs> but it's it's true. <laughs> yeah, as you can maybe hear from the echo, we are in a quite high place. Uh, high as in ha like the ceiling, ceilings, tall, yeah. yeah, high ceilings, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, like probably I think the space continues like ten meters. It's quite a big room. Like yeah, yeah. From each wall, um, and two big windows on our left side, 
which bring natural light into the space and then there is small artificial kind of warm lights that are touching the artworks and paintings hanged in here. Uh, we are sitting on a nice uh, furniture set which is part of another installation in the room near my own installation. Yeah, we are uh, borrowing someone else's artwork because it's like it's a, like a living room situation almost. And it's not so often we have real furniture to mm, sit in for yeah, these yeah. podcast episodes. Yeah, and this actually feels a bit like uh, you being some kind of like a um, Saturday night host or something. But that's my dream for my next project. Ah, really? Yeah, okay. next year my, my plan is to do a late night show. Oh, so nice. Yeah, with video. Yeah, yeah. Um, not live or anything, but like to to record it and then like, yeah, to have comedic bits and performative yes, elements yes. and, you know, and some more wacky stuff. Yeah. I can see that. Right? Happening. I can see that. I want nice to do that like, this is kind of like a preview. Yeah, because I want to do the couch hosting and mm. I want to have video and I want to do like art comedy. So, yeah, that is um, in the plans. Nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, and so, and, yeah. I mean, we have a few other episodes from this space. So also if people are curious how other people describe this room. Mm. Um, the episode with David Lundstrom Nabel, a few episodes before this, was in this space as well. And then Natalia Seifert Eliasson, episode three, like one mm. of the very first ones, was also in this room. And Eto Vecchi and Corinne Mustonen, episode 21, mm. I think, mm. um, was also from here. So, yeah, quite a big. Kovacila compilation by now. Yeah, and it's quite important actually uh, on regards of my own work also to describe this building since it has a lot to do about like with this building, it is attached to it and... Yeah, please maybe describe your own it. work so we um, know what we are looking at. Yes, so uh, in this uh, gallery space uh, the ceiling is about five and half meters high. I think it's more. Or was it eight actually? I think it's eight. It's eight and, and then my uh, work is five and half. Yeah, yeah. I think the, the, it's definitely higher than five and a half. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there is this kind of indust industrial uh, uh, ceiling system, a lot of lights and pipes and stuff going on. Yeah, a lot and of different rigging and electrical rails and cables and pipes. Yeah. And from there, uh, I have hanged with the assistance of uh, schools staff uh, five uh, blue cargo straps. And what is that for those who don't know? Mm. Cargo straps are these kind of, uh, uh, these are about like four centimeters uh, wide straps that are used in um, uh, tying heavy cargo on heavy vehicles. Mm. Um, so it's mostly used in, in, for example, when you tie something into your car or, um, or even in, in, in some kind of like a bigger equipment. 
can see a bigger vehicle. Yeah, they're quite big, these ones. Yeah, yeah, and quite heavy. Mm. And um, there is uh, five of them uh, hanged in this kind of U-shape. From some metal rods that you have added to the ceiling? Yes, yes. But one wouldn't notice necessarily that they are an addition, like they, they blend in quite mm. well. Mm. And the straps are, are really close to the window, kind of side by side. When you go uh, in front of the window and the straps, uh, the U-shape, U-shapes kind of... Um, make this one uniform of the shape you that you see through to the street mm. behind the glass um, and uh, the cargo straps have these metal elements that you use uh, to mm. it's like buckles kind of yeah, right yeah yeah that you use to tighten them yeah yeah or, yeah. or release the strap and they are like Golden, yeah, right. yeah, super golden, and and the light somehow hits them mm -hmm. to make them appear even more gold. The um, work is lit from above, um, and it casts a shadow of the straps into the floor and also into the street behind, especially during night time. When the lightning is still on. So you keep the spotlight on your work in the night yes. when the rest of the gallery is turned off. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I've seen it from outside, but yeah, it's yeah. good to put words. Yeah, and they, they, the U-shape is quite high um, into the, I think it goes until to maybe six meters, uh, the highest point, mm. and then uh, the lowest curve of it comes down to maybe half a meter from the floor mm -hmm. and uh, yes and uh, basically uh, the reason for their existence is is that I go uh, frequently to uh, hang myself from them like to or hang is it a, is it the wrong word no it's the right word but it kind of you can hang in many ways yes, yes. so <laughs> I, uh, hang as being like suspended yes not as in choking that's true so you are using them as like a hammock kind yes. of like a, a suspended strap bed mm, mm. and then you just like hang horizontally half a meter above the ground yes it's not like you are choking yourself mm, mm -mm. Yeah, so it's like so it's an installation work that functions on its own, but then you activate it with performance yes. moments, or how do you consider it? Is the work not complete without your presence, or is the work two different works when you are there and when you're not there? Or I'd say the activation is a good word mm. because uh, I do think like it's it's a like it's a performance that continues the whole show for three weeks um, yeah, how often do you do this performance maybe every other or every third day quite often yeah um, but I don't usually uh, tell people about it so I kind of 
It's just unannounced. I, I just, yeah, unannouncedly mm. appear and then unannouncedly, like, disappear from there. And, and I do it also um, uh, on Mondays or, or, or before the gallery opens or also after when the gallery has closed and it's mm. dark. I have done it once, yeah. Can you um, describe to the listener what the performance is? Um, the performance is that I, uh, wearing either a bathing suit or, or um, a merino wool uh, underwear, uh, go and dip into the sea no. beside the school. Right across the road is this little harbor area where people um, go and wash the carpets like in the old days. Um, people still do that in Finland, like hand wash the mm. floor carpets uh, that they also, the grandmas make the carpets themselves on a loom and then they go to the ocean to the, there's this little washing station and wash the carpets but people also swim from there. And so right across the street from here is this yeah, little yeah. wooden um, pram area where you can wash carpets or swim. Yeah, yeah. So you go and... Yeah, I go. There is this um, bridge mm -hmm. that goes over the quite uh, trafficy uh, street. And I go into the deck and dip and swim. And then I return into the gallery space. And lay myself down on the five straps uh, soaking wet to air dry in the gallery yeah yeah uh, so that one a stripe is uh, behind my neck one is behind uh, my upper torso one is behind my butt and one is under my thighs and one is under my uh, ankles so I'm quite like well supported and I can be there for an hour easily uh, without getting tension. Yeah, much. I was wondering about that because I was here the other day to witness your performance. So I made Sara share the unannounced performance schedule with me so that I could make sure to hmm. witness. Uh, so I sat with you and it was right when the gallery opened so there really wasn't any people here or very few people coming in. But it was in the morning sun, and so I had just woken up. I just had my morning coffee, mm. and so I just sat there, drank my morning coffee with you. Mm. And a lot of the time, I actually sat with my eyes closed because I just sat in the sun, and I was quite tired, and it was nice. And I thought, like you are lying with your eyes closed, and so I sort of almost became part of the installation. It felt. Um, but yeah, I think I sat with you for like half an hour, and I was wondering how long you stay there is it it's not timed right no it's not timed for example the opening i thought that i stayed there for 15 minutes but uh, people told me i was there for half an hour mm. so I, i kind of lost the track of time and uh, I, i stay there until i have the feeling to get up sometimes i get too cold or um, or one day my left foot became numb which was really interesting and I was I kind of started to uh, because I have done a lot of like meditation practice and, mm. it, uh, and feet get numb at one point so I started yeah. to it's uh, uh, 
Oof, the struggle is real. Yeah, yeah but I started <laughs> to investigate it, and it, I think it was really interesting. And then, then that time was interesting because while when I got up, uh, uh, my right f- uh, leg functioned normally, but then when I stepped on my left uh, leg, uh, it uh, uh, I, I fell because it didn't uh, function properly. Like yeah. what the, do scissors do when they kind of? Yeah, I know close. what you mean. Yeah, it might, my my leg just kind of closed and I fell on the floor, and it didn't hurt or anything. Like it, it was kind of like neat fell, but uh, but I felt really somehow fascinated about it. And then after that, I thought that next time I will uh, stay even longer and and investigate the numbness. But then it didn't appear. Then no, it's like circulation is a tricky thing. It's hard mm. to do and command. It's a little bit like if you've been sleeping wrong on your arm and then you can't feel it and it, you can poke it and it feels like it's not your arm mm, anymore. Do you true. know? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's weird. Did, do you fall asleep sometimes when you lie there? No, not asleep. Are you sure? Uh, that's a good I thought question. maybe you fell asleep while I was sitting next to you because your breathing really changed at one point. Okay. And you don't seem like a snorer, but like you, but it was. For a moment, I I really felt like your breathing mm. sounded different. Mm. That might be, but sometimes you don't realize if you're like close no, to the exactly. sleeping, sleeping state. And also, do you meditate when you lie there? Do you do like body scans and stuff or like meditative practices? Sometimes, yes. So then also, it's, it's, it's basically like a meditation practice. So also like meditating, sleeping, being awake you go into these like blurry lines of mm. consciousness where yeah. it's not really awake and it's not really sleeping but it's some in between like a meditation guru person once told me that like uh, because i was doing these vipassana courses uh, yes i have done and one then i well. was really stressed that i couldn't sleep at night after like meditating for 10 hours a day and i was like oh my god and i tried to lie down and then i can't sleep and then the teacher was like good and just meditate really good meditation gurus they never sleep they just meditate always and it's like okay (laughs) just in constant like hibernation state of not being active and not being completely dormant either so yeah yeah but like a big part of the work is is somehow like turning off this metacognition or at least trying to uh, somehow uh, bring that other state mm. uh, in into the gallery, or and and first and foremost to give myself to the permission to calm down because that is often hard. I I get into these like uh, hyperactivated states, uh, and what do you mean? Like. Um, I get somehow agitated and, and, and I work on too many projects at the same time and for ex- like I get into this like university art art university psychosis where there are a lot of courses a lot of socialities no it's like demanding a, from, it's not just you we yeah, all do it yeah 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 and and um, and then there is this architecture which somehow reminds me of this kind of Foucault uh, Foucault's Pension. observations of yeah, 
fun plan optimism and 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 like uh, I was thinking about Foucault's pendulum when you were lying there I was like you are because you're kind of moving as a pendulum like you know that things suspended they kind of start moving in this specific way Mm -hmm. and your your head was so close to hitting the glass of the window all the time and I was wondering if that ever happens, if the pendulum ever accidentally swings enough that you actually hit your head? I have, it has hit a couple of times, not hard. No, no, but, but, but like still. Also, like part, <laughs> to the listeners, part of the work is that like when I'm lying there, uh, my head almost touches the window. So you're almost in the street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that is like, I, I'm, I'm interested in these kind of things like borders. And and uh, this inside outside game kind of inside outside of your mind of the gallery. Yes, or... yes, mm. yes, and like inside my atmosphere. And will uh, the gallery visitors like somehow penetrate my atmosphere? Will my meditative atmosphere penetrate theirs? Mm-hmm. What will what will happen? And it's there is also like this feeling of like vulnerability, being there somehow on your back, helpless eyes closed with like lit, like not much clothes on but still somehow in a gallery space and and somehow um, as an art object and not as a human in a way and you put yourself person. on display yeah and yeah, you yeah. close your eyes so you're not even aware how people are looking at you yeah that's true yeah you said a word before that maybe could you explain what you mean with it you said metacognition yeah like um well, that's I'm I'm known to use words that I don't know how to explain, but it's, it's like <laughs> it's the, it's, the, it's like the I think it means to be aware that you are aware. So so something that, for example, animals don't necessarily have, maybe maybe dogs and dolphins or, or some others, but not, not as much as humans, so that they they have they work more like. Um, Instinctly. I mean, I think it's dangerous to start describing other people's consciousness from the limited consciousness that we have ourselves to evaluate from. But uh, yeah, well, that was my yeah. But I know what you to mean. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Just like in my metacognition, like this kind of like state that easily drives people to stress too much. Like That's self-awareness. Yeah, well, maybe that's like a better that. word, actually. Yeah. But metacognition sounds really yeah, beautiful. Yeah, yeah it somehow <laughs> came from my library of words. Yeah, it's good. No, but it's like with with like. I always ask people to explain the words they use because, well, people are from different fields and they're also from different languages listening, and so. Mm-hmm. It's, I even ask people to explain what they mean when they say digital or analog or something. So don't worry about That's it. That's good. Yeah, for for like uh, us. First I mean, we are so used to like tossing around all these like um, field-specific terms, right? And so academic terms and art terms and yeah. Mm. And we know what they mean because we learn, so we can talk with our coworkers, mm. and that makes sense. But yeah. For people who listen, also it's very little of our attention that is in the ears. So people they listen to this while they're biking to school in the morning, and mm-hmm. or I don't know, but maybe. And so yeah, that's quite a nice thought, actually. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. So what is it called? Your work? Uh, it's called 
uh, rumis slash tila, so body slash space, yeah. And is it only the installation that is called that and the performance is nameless or is or called something else or is it a combined title for both things? It's a combined, combined mm-hmm. title for both things and um, part of the installation is also um, in the window which is about which is it about like two and a half or three meters and uh, wide and five meters long. It's a very big window. Yeah, a very big window. And like almost in street level, so when people are standing outside the window, they're kind of almost standing in the gallery. Mm, yeah, yeah. And and when I am hanging there or laying there on my back, supported by the stripes, and my head is there, kind of directed into the street and almost touching the window. Uh, people going there on the street, they pass my head by really close. They can really stand and almost look down at you, yes. like right above you. Yes. And I mean, you wouldn't know except for when the sun is coming in the right direction, they would shadow, they would cast a shadow mm. on you. Mm. Has that happened? Have you realized that someone has been there? No, no, it hasn't. Do you ever open your eyes to check what is happening? No, no. I have I have realized when when it has been like this um, partly cloudy days. Mm-hmm. Uh, once I was laying there uh, with and felt like the clouds mm-hmm. going. Uh, Such over. a trust exercise. Yeah. It's like you're doing a trust fall, but like suspended in time, mm-hmm. and with yourself as the person catching you. Mm-hmm. You know, you're trusting your own installation to actually hold you, but you're also trusting like this emotional s- framework you have set up for yourself that you can handle it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that is what I'm experimenting as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like. Uh, and it's the first work right inside the door of the gallery. Yes. Uh, we forgot to mention. So it's also it's not even like you're hiding in some corner of the mm-hmm. space. Everyone passes you when they walk in. Yeah, yeah, they can't. You're the first thing they are like faced with is this almost naked, dripping person, maybe sleeping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, I think it's, first I was, um, when I was planning this work, I was thinking to put it there on the other corner of the space. Mm. So people would kind of approach me from, from far. Mm. But now they are passing by so that they do not have the tro- choice like not to uh, be affected by the fact that there is a body there lying. How is it for you to, that you know you are lying next to the open door that people can actually even see you from outside the gallery and it's very close to the main door of the whole building also? Um, because, I mean, there's a little bit like this feng, feng shui thing, right? That um, having your back to the door, for instance, mm. is quite unsafe. So like yeah, in the... Yeah in a room you would rarely put the furniture so that you can't see who is entering and exiting the room because psychologically that's just not safe Um, you want to have an overview of the room and stuff so how does it feel to be with your eyes closed like literally just next to the door you can like hear the the big outside staircase space you can hear what is happening outside the gallery as well yes yes uh, 
it feels mostly good because that is often the feeling that I internally have mm. in a way this is a work that uh, um, kind of like um, embodies that in me or, or, or acts it out or makes it seen somehow mm-hmm. um, I, I often have this sense that uh, it is hard to control your own the limits of your own like atmosphere and and be not be affected by other people's presence and 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 I also have this like I am uh, like I, I I've before I used to suffer from like this uh, um, social anxiety more and and stuff like that so this work somehow um, let me see if I can bend the words it. Um, I think like to know something and to investigate something is to somehow be- become it mm-hmm. so like in, in this performance I am uh, trying to become the sensation what it is uh, to be constantly vulnerable and affected and somehow still to protect your own space mm-hmm. and hold your own inner silence, uh, especially in this kind of institution and building, which is filled with people and noises. And also the big staircase area, like every floor you can like see and hear from top to bottom of the building and there's no social space to really attract to. Mm. So that means it's kind of this like um, a self-governance surveillance system almost that everyone mm. are aware that no matter what they say it echoes through the whole yeah. space and you can see people from all directions and so it's like this prison that someone drew once mm. upon a time where you don't actually need guards because like yeah uh, it's the Foucault optic oh that is the Foucault yeah, yeah, yeah okay so Exactly. So this building kind of feels the same. You can't really like uh, criticize anything because you don't know who is listening or it's on another floor. Mm -hmm. So you all the time feel like you're never in a private conversation. You can hear your own voice traveling, but you don't know how far. And and also other people keep being in your space. No matter Mm -hmm. what you do, you can never just like get peace. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Wow. Yeah. So, so this about the window again. Um, like uh, in the window, there is written the name of my piece uh, in Finnish, Rumis, uh, written oh, so or peop- painted. So, so it's really meant that people can experience it from outside. Mm, yeah, yeah. And they don't even need to yeah. enter the gallery. Yeah, yeah. So it's like because the name of the gallery, Kuva slash Tila. Picture slash uh, space is uh, taped on the window beside my work, uh, and I had a discussion with the dean that I have the permission to put uh, a tape on top of the kuva, the picture part of the name of the gallery, and and uh, paint on top of it. To uh, change it to my, your title? Yeah, my own title, yeah, Rumi's body. I mean, I cannot believe it needs to be approved by the team, but whatever. Yeah, well, we had a discussion about it, and, and she was really fine. Mm. But, it, I mean, yeah. Yeah. 
I think but that's something that should just happen. It shouldn't even. But yeah. 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 <laughs> but I, I, I don't know. They're very precious about their new building. That's yeah. true, and that's something that I, I kind of want to dominate the building as well. Like yeah. as I feel, it, feel, feel it, it has been dominating me. Now I'm trying to kind of. Uh, to get back at it. Yeah, somehow. Yeah. <laughs> I did the same. I was really struggling so much with this building. I wrote a 15-page uh, art history essay about uh, stairs in uh, modern art history mm. because I was struggling so much with those Escher stairs out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, this whole space, the stairs became like the epitome, like symbol of like what was wrong with this building for me and how confusing and non-functional it was, how it was not built for the users. Yeah. So yeah, I researched stairs and wrote like this long ass essay about stairs for an, a, a class to kind of like figure it out to like relate to it in some sense it helped a little bit yeah I, yeah. Need, to, I need to read it and this is like uh, this has helped me as well yeah but like yeah because like you say works too. yeah and like you say investigating something embodying it or getting to know it somehow engaging with it it really does change your relationship to mm -hmm. it i wrote about it in my thesis recently yeah, yeah. about because i write about noise and so i was investigating or realizing how how some sounds are noises in some contexts and in other situations they are not and where does it change sometimes it's because you choose it or not mm -hmm. sometimes it's because you are different or not in different situations like are you tired are you not tired your ears can do different things mm -hmm. if you know something is coming you're more prepared for it you know but it can also just be do you have a relationship with the sound or not like are you used to it or is it foreign yes um And maybe it started out as a noise, but then you were relating to it over a long period of time and it became something different. Mm -hmm. You changed your relationship to it. So, yeah, I really understand this approach of like uh, trying out different strategies, creative strategies to, like you say, embody or, yeah. or visualize or, or somehow... And also have the sense of has have the feeling that now people can see how I feel this space mm. or how I struggle with it or how I try to try to find balance with it. It's quite curious that you have chosen to um, exhibit it for people outside, so that you are being very generous with people who have so much anxiety they don't even want to go into the gallery. Mm. Now they can stand outside from a distance without going in, so they don't even have to go in and mm. and. Um, meet anyone mm, mm -mm. they're like it's it's the least level of commitment and still watching the art yeah yeah and so there has been like a, people do uh, stop by beside behind the window a lot mm. and like walk and then walk back and see it again and because they it takes their brain a moment to realize that yeah. there was a person hanging yeah, there and I kind of I kind of <laughs> like it I, I, I like to to create this moment when so suddenly something the normal day stops for a moment and something like, I don't know, specific or, or, or something abrupt. So I'm not sure if that's the right word. No, but I know what you mean. Something that makes your brain like jump or think or, yeah, yeah some yeah, kind yeah. of little yeah. provocation yeah. In, yeah. in the pattern. And that's also 
um, going to swim for the last two years that we have been uh, studying in this new Mullu building. Oh yeah, let's, here talk, about, yeah. let's so, talk about the water element. Yeah, yeah. The swimming became part of my studio practice. Uh, I, I found a lot of uh, relief and somehow like rhythm and this kind of like um, release of body tension, tensions and, and stuff mm. like that from it. I uh, mean, do you normally go swimming in the autumn? Uh, yes, I, I used to. Yeah, when I lived in Lyasalo near the sea. Because it's quite cold now, right? Yeah, it is, it is. Would you still go swimming so often if it was not that you had incorporated it into your work that is still ongoing? Not that often. No. Probably. Yeah, because like you're running outside with no clothes, like you just run across the bridge mm. with no clothes on, right? And then you run in here, super soaking wet and dripping on the floor. And when I was watching you, you were drying in the morning sun. Mm. Let's be honest, it's not sunshine every day here. And, no, no. And also, you say you've been lying here at different times, so it's only at specific times that the sun would even shine in. How do you manage if there's no sun? Isn't it fucking cold? If there's no sun, it gets cold and then I, s- I might start like shaking. Yeah. Uh, which is also interesting. And like, to be honest, I get pleasure into the, from these kind of things. I, I, I think it's pleasurable to, to be, for me to be seen and to be witnessed. Mm. Like, I, I don't want to fake that it isn't. And also I like to kind of like, uh, trying to find this, this, um, kind of like limits of, of, of my body and somehow like this is like this is physical making making stuff is physical and, and somehow to like show show um, uh, show the liquids and and show uh, uh, show the shaking but why why the water I mean you could just hang there why the whole element of of going into the ocean first and being wet does it have a specific purpose or function, or did you just want to add another sensoric level of like physical relation? I, I think it's because, like, like the water kind of helped me when I felt that this building didn't. Ah. And also because. A mirror. And and also because uh, uh, it's it's a natural element. It's something there isn't much like nature around this area. No, and, and, I, and I miss it. In this room, it's like concrete floor and white walls. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And we were especially told not to mess up these new fancy concrete floors because it, everything that drips on it, it, soak, it soaks in it. And because you can see the traces of all the tape and stuff yeah, people have true. had on it and they don't yeah. like it. <laughs> and obviously, obviously, as an art student, I was kind of pissed. Like, what, like I, I would like to... Um, like I, I do get like pissed often, and uh, and and especially when there has been a lot of this like water damages in this yeah. building. So there has been like tons and tons. There has been really big water damage, flooding, yeah. but also in this gallery twice this summer there yeah. has been uh, water leakage and like so much so that there was this sign on the back door in here saying like if there is a water damage, call this number. Yeah, yeah, it was just before, <laughs> like, uh, we had another exhibition just before the Bachelor exhibition. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the night before the opening, uh, one 
well here started to leak and leaked uh, because it was raining a lot in the yeah, August. Yeah, yeah. It was raining a lot, and and then the seawater. It was turned out it was the seawater that came into the gallery space. Oh, from the the uh, night sewer before system. the opening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <sighs> that, that like it's. I think it's it's absurd and it's funny and it's interesting. So I wanted to somehow. So that's where you got the idea. No, it the idea was I th- think also like before that okay. maybe maybe it was something had something to do with do the think, first water damage. Do you think damage. you almost manifested That's the water <laughs> damage that you were like planning the idea of bringing the seawater into the gallery yeah, and I don't then know, you maybe. you were planning it so oh, much that it happened. Oh wait, now I I have tissue. Thank you. Here, uh, Sara just spilled a little bit of cocoa on this artwork it's good that the carpet is like brown yeah already so <laughs> and it's it's from Teak. okay yeah i don't know if it makes it better or from worse. the theater academy from the from the mm, props department in the basement yeah but that's fine it's fine to spill things as we were talking about moving yeah. things into I was this. thinking about the water when you were hanging there. So um, I did try to record the sound of... When you <laughs> told me to come or like when I... Well, we talked about your performance and I was like, yeah, I should see it. I had no idea what it was. Yeah. I just knew that you were going to be somehow hanging from these ropes or something. But I, I had no idea what you were going to do. So I was a little bit surprised to see that you were doing nothing. Like yes. <laughs> Somehow I was like, I'm going to come. And I brought the recorder to record the sound of the performance. And like there was no sound. It was so silent. But there was this drip because you were yeah. dripping water. And yeah. so you were dripping and creating this puddle of water below you on the f- floor. And so I put the recorder like almost directly up below you yeah, or under yeah. you, really close to the drip, yeah. to try and see if I could record the sound of the drip. And I didn't check yet. There was a bit more um, acoustic noise because the door to the hallway was open. I feel like some of the works were louder in here and there were a few people. Anyway, if the recording works, like I will include some of it yes, here yes. so that people can get a sense of the soundscape that you are lying in mm, mm. Um, and maybe hear the dripping because I thought like it added this really silent subtle activity you know that's something you can't hear the drip but you kind of know that it has a sound just like you know you seem still but you know that you're alive or you know these um, the subtle nuances of things but that it's still like it's an active moving element yeah yeah yeah. and also i guess um i don't assume that the puddle evaporates in the time that you're lying there so whenever you stand up maybe you dry in the time you're lying there but when you stand up and leave the gallery there's still water on the floor right yeah yeah so you also it's like a time-based work of art in this way that you like you add some traces of duration mm-hmm. in a way yes it, like my my suit won't dry my skin will dry quite fast you were shaking in the beginning when you were lying here when I was with you in the beginning you oh. were shaking and then after a while you seemed to like kind of dry and relax in the oh, morning sun yeah. and then you like became more still yeah, yeah yeah I mean of course that was only one time but but yeah I don't know yeah like Actually, I haven't measured how long it does stay wet, the puddle. It depends on the sun and the temperature, I would assume. Yeah, and of course this is concrete and it 
absorbs everything all this floor so but yeah but i think it's also interesting because it's mostly i think it's mo- from my butt usually yeah it drips yeah so i think it's kind of like it's 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 an important uh detail <laughs> that, it, that it's from there and actually this morning that it that we, when it was my seminar i was there uh laying also and then I started to think like I I forgot got to put a tampoo tampon, and and then I started to feel like mm, is there going to be blood also on the floor or not? <laughs> so you were like with your eyes closed, not yeah. knowing if if the dripping was gonna be colored. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you know what? That's how it fucking is with the period. Like yeah. having, if you feel like oh no, maybe I started bleeding. And I don't know, I'm not, like, if you're in class or at work, if you're in a situation or in the bus or something, and you're like, maybe I'm bleeding now, I'm not sure, and then you don't have a tampon or anything, and you don't know, and you're like, fuck, I would just have to, like, check, or, like, when I get off, or, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, like, um, suspended in time, there's nothing you can do, it's out of your control at this yeah. moment. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And that, that sometimes I've been wearing this red bathing uh, suit, mm. this really like Baywatch type uh, that I've used well when I've been swimming outside. So I don't know. That's that's somehow like a that's a bodily color, but also like it's 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 it's, it's definitely a more kind of like sexual also element, maybe than the one that you witnessed where I was wearing also all only this like beige. It was like this brown woolen mm. underwear like really old school yeah 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 uh, what are with these costume choices what they're just like experimenting with it okay <laughs> because like, like the whole color scheme and the setup is so minimalistic like in this white cube gallery and the spotlight and then these like blue and golden straps that almost look like jewelry hanging mm, like this you know true, but yeah. but quite simple so whatever you are wearing on an almost naked body really adds a quite strong element yeah 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 that's that's true and that's what i've been also experimenting and in the uh, opening evening i uh, the performance was quite different uh, I, i was wearing kind of a ripped um, old painting of mine which my mother helped me to make a dress into or make a dress out of it from canvas yeah from canvas wow. yeah did you rip it yourself or did it accidentally rip it I, I rip it myself uh, and then uh, wearing that dress and carrying another uh, painted canvas of mine I went to the water and then kind of washed the old canvas in the water and with that carrying that I came into the space mm. and then first hand or laid down the canvas on the stripes and a bit tucked it into sleep a bit uh, a bit like a baby okay so like a much larger gesture yeah 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 it was more performative it was more like theatrical it was more but i don't know less minimalistic and and and, and i don't know and after that uh I, I went there myself. I put down the painting and then went there as a kind of wet dripping painting dress body thingy. Uh, laid myself down there. 
and for, for me that was kind of a ritual of like how to say goodbye to the painting department or something like that mm. I'm not exactly sure like like I, I do these works and then I uh, try to figure out what they are maybe afterwards yeah I think but that's I, a good approach yeah 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 but that would just so now you're to... in time and space so now you will learn how to over conceptualize and yes, uh, understand yeah. oh, what God. everything yeah. means poetically from the beginning yeah <laughs> probably uh, no hopefully not <laughs> <laughs> but as we were, talk, we were talking about the different costumes so yes there has been <laughs> yeah few. yeah and that they do mean something different yeah, I mean or yeah. at least you being a painter and stuff you will know like a paint a color it's not just like it might be coincidental but it changes something mm, mm. what happened to the rib painting after you had worn it do you still have the dress or I still have the dress it's mm-hmm. there uh, on my studio and actually the other painting that I washed in the sea is there uh, in the backstage uh, there uh, okay. in the last outlier hmm. area i once organized a costume workshop for um, a halloween party here at school in my first semester where people could donate their discarded art as materials uh. that then people other people could make costumes of in the halloween party <laughs> Good. Yeah, so people were like wearing each other's old art works, like yeah, old yeah, prints yeah, yeah. and stuff and paintings and yeah. Yeah, I just heard about that there might be a course coming next semester where where what will be about like making costumes out of mm. I don't know what myriad materials there are. That's nice. I just wanted to highlight, now we are sitting here, it's afternoon, but it's autumn, so the sun is going down already, it's early evening now, and um, right now the sky is kind of the same blue as the straps, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and because uh, it's getting dark outside and the way the spotlight is pointed towards the window from where I'm sitting, um, this tunnel or spiral almost of straps hanging continues as a reflection so it looks like the straps are ha- continuing hanging outside in the street uh, through the glass, which is a really nice uh, touch. I don't know if that was intentional or not, but it's a good light direction. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, which you can only see, I guess, when the darkness outside and the reflection is in the right way. But yeah, but it's nice. I like this uh, inside and outside the blurring of the spaces and, yeah, and or yeah. consideration to them yeah. at least and that when i painted that is also one of the subjects that i painted somehow mm-hmm. this osmosis of different kind of spaces or or, or, or mm-hmm. uh, like atmospheres or, or, or the emerging of inside and outside so how long, much longer is this exhibition going to be on the, the rest of this week, right? Yes, yes. Today is Monday, so until Sunday. And you didn't get sick at any point with like hanging here, being so cold all the time? No, no, I didn't. But I did start to eat meat. Okay. Like, like after, after the performances, I was really tired. Okay. I still sometimes have like eaten some, some meat products, but it has been, I was surprised by the uh, hunger by my own hunger after the performances in the morning. Oh. But as you witnessed, like we met in the shower there the other the other day yeah. after you uh, uh, 
have had been here recording the dripping from my butt. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I was cold, and I have been having this um, ritual. Or, yeah, you were or, really cold. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, or or t- taking care of myself. Yeah. Moment after after the performance, That's when good. I when I go to the uh, fifth floor shower and shower for a long time and do push-ups. <laughs> so I was like, is it okay to do push-ups in the shower? It's like this, uh, it's kind of like in a swimming hole, so there are like four showers in the same room. And uh, yeah, since I don't have a shower at home because I live in my studio, I come here to the school to shower because it's across the street. I live really close. So you also told me that the first time we ever met Yes. Each other was in these showers, and yeah. I don't remember that necessarily because I don't know. I've been showering there for more than a year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, I just I'm... remember that I said hi to you because you were the first person I met in the shower. Yeah. Because I was wondering first I, I I was wondering who else uses this because at that time nobody else. I felt nobody else. Used I mean, it. I often come in the middle of the night to shower yeah, yeah, and yeah, stuff. Yeah. So then I usually don't meet anyone, but I like to come here and sing and also yeah, take yeah, my yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like you know, it's it's a big room when you have this big bathroom to yeah, yourself. I enjoy it's quite it. nice. Yeah, like, like my yeah. ego fits there. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you were really cold, and Lana was like doing push-ups under the water. <laughs> <laughs> the water was kind of high. I sensed that, like I kind of thought that water is kind of hitting on my butt at the moment, and I wonder well, it's how. It's the opposite it... of the dripping. Yeah, it, I I kind of wondered like oh. how did it look like to you? Did it look like funny or something? But. No, like it looked like someone doing push-ups in the shower. <laughs> yeah. You have a shower that is luxuriously big yeah. enough to do push-ups. Yeah, yeah. No, I was more worried that you would slide and fall. Yeah, every, many people have been worried, like if I get sick or, or hurt myself or something. But it is like okay, so artists like doing these enduring body performances or using their bodies as like work or material is nothing new and a lot of people do it in much more like intense way than this but it is still a thing mm-hmm. it's a commitment and it's a thing that like you say it's not always pleasant you explore the sensations but mm-hmm. but i mean it's not like lying and sleeping in your bed at home it's something different yeah yeah and yeah. afterwards like the straps had really been like in eating into your skin almost mm. you know like yeah. you had these really red marks and stuff so like mm, is it the first time you are like using your body as material or canvas in this way that you treat it not just as body but as something else like a vessel for something or mm, well well i do you have um well i've been doing uh, art modeling for a long time okay so you're used to this like uh, yeah. diligent yes physical thing yeah yeah and i have uh, done like buto dance for many years as well uh, which is kind of which it has this kind of like harsh element in it as well also mm. uh, when uh, doing art modeling is like croquis or something where yeah, you have yeah. to hold the same position yeah yeah for okay. how long yeah croquis is, is, is like from 30 seconds to five minutes and then like doing for schools who are uh, painting or drawing long poses or, 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 or trying mm, like uh, other, 
other things that need, for example, portraits or mm-hmm. something that they need the model to be, for example, one day in, in the same position that those I have done. So you take well. breaks, but then you remember the position? Mm, yeah, yeah. But how long do you stay as a statue? It's always 20 minutes pause, 10 minutes break, 20 mm. minutes pause, 10 minutes break. And when you meditate, do you do statue meditation or do you do where you can move? Mm, statue mostly, yeah. Mm. But recently I have had uh, yeah, somehow less motivation to meditate. Okay. But um, why do you think because you are doing this meditation that then it um, maybe I haven't had time and I think mm. <laughs> interestingly enough I I, uh, I had a relationship where my partner and I used to kind of share the morning meditation and now I have a relationship with a partner who doesn't meditate so <laughs> now I'm kind of influenced by that yeah. and and it has been uh, uh, yeah yeah it, it's it's sometimes a struggle how to fit things into your everyday life. Oh, and like studying here and stuff, like it's it is crazy busy. I mean, mm, yeah, yeah, the schedule yeah. is overwhelming, uh, practically, but also just like emotionally, because a lot of these practices and things we do in our work, it's quite sensitive, like mm. a lot of mm. self-awareness, self-reflection, a lot of like emotional work all the time just to be able to make decisions within the work uh, it's very it's a lot of intuitive gut work and and i don't know things that require like sensitivity and and fragile mm. states yes and also like taking vacations and breaks somehow to uh, that doesn't happen. <laughs> no, it doesn't, but it should. Yeah. And like, I, I sense in myself the need to kind of calm once or twice a day for a moment. For example, before we started recording here, I was in the library in this uh, uh, white egg chair, mm-hmm. this classic yeah. Finnish egg chair. So I was there for half an hour. Uh, uh, a scarf on my head, sleeping. Oh yeah. And and then I was here, there, like laying there in a public sp- public place in this egg, thinking, hmm, this reminds me of my performance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I like mean, that's the same thing that I have been doing also, like in 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 the uh, fourth floor where there are these uh, blue couches. Yeah. But like still in the open space. It's the only place where there are couches in yeah, this building. But it is and really I still feeling exposed, right? It is it's super mean. exposed. And actually the blue color is not similar, but it's quite similar yeah, to it's the really stripes. And I mean, this like scarf over your head is a really good um, technique. It's a little bit like uh, how you say that the ostrich puts its head on the ground and then it thinks that like it's away from the danger. I don't mm. know if that's really true, but that's like that's an, a symbol that is used. Uh, mm. uh, right to say like people who are trying to hide from things by just like putting their head in the ground so when I was traveling a lot alone in Asia and doing like really long train rides and through India and stuff and you know being a white girl alone on just like train um, everyone was staring a lot and it's really hard to sleep and to feel calm but you have to because the train ride is like 24 hours so you have to sleep so what i would do was i would just put a scarf over my head and close my eyes and pretend Mm. that if i can't see you you can't see me um so yeah 
Yeah, it, I think for it, it's a message for other people, but also a message for yourself. It's like psychological. Yeah, I like now know. I can only be myself. If I cannot see you, yeah. you cannot see me either. Yeah, okay. I feel hidden. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and and that's a relief. Yeah, it can. It can. It you can trick your mind a little mm. bit in this yeah. way. Um, is the egg chair really finished? Because like I just remember the egg chairs being like this from all these '90s photo shoots with pop musicians posing what? in the egg chair. Ah, right. Yeah, it is finished. Really? Oh. Yeah, it is finished. Mm. And but yeah, recently I have started, for example, to wear uh, uh, these kuulosuojaimet. Uh, these really big headphones. Headphones. I do the same. Not not even headphones. Like, is it headphones? Like yeah. not without music. Yeah. Like headphones. I use them also, like earplugs sometimes. Yeah. 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 yeah I, I do the, the same. Like really, like really bright red ones, so that everybody, everyone oh, in the school. Oh, you know, you mean like the actual like uh, construction work? Yes. Kind. Okay. Yes, I just use my headphones in the. Actually, when I had long COVID, this mm. building was so difficult for me to be in that yeah, I yeah. was wearing those as earplugs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was wearing sunglasses inside as well because yeah. like the lights and the acoustics were yeah. so intense for me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so. so that's that's how they are, and, and it's it's as you said, you trick yourself more. No, it it really helped. Also, it was like wearing earplugs. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I wear earplugs also in the streets sometimes. Yeah, I did that in in Asia actually. When I was in in big cities in in India and stuff like, um, the traffic is super loud. Like the horns and stuff that they use in a lot of like Asian big city traffic situations, like. Uh, it's super loud and they don't have as much um, light uh, infrastructure like uh, traffic lights controlling so it's a much more controlled with sound and I mean honestly I felt like I was going deaf sometimes so yeah I would just be walking with earplugs in my ears and looking like an idiot (laughs) but it helped I was just so afraid of like these really loud uh, yeah yeah, well and airplugs, I think the colors are usually like really neon and nice. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I enjoy them. I want to go back to the statue moment and like um, these like uh, meditation uh, practices that can mean many things. So, do you move if you get uncomfortable here in the installation or do you treat it like a statue moment? And maybe let's define for the listener what we mean when we say statue meditation. That's just something I'm phrasing it now. I don't know if that's a real thing. I don't meditate, but I have done two Vipassana courses where there are these like 10 days where you you can't, you don't have your phone, you're not allowed to talk, you meditate 10 hours a day, there are these strict programs. And you it don't... lasts for 10 days. And 10 days, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like you only eat twice a day, so you don't get dinner, and you get up, woken up at 4 a.m. by some like fucking gong, and then you like wake up at 4 a.m. to meditate for two hours before you get breakfast. It's really hardcore. It's like boot camp, like military boot camp for meditation. And yet you went again. Yeah, that was crazy. And the second time I got sick, oh, I had no. parasites in my stomach. It was real difficult. I bet. I, I stuck I've it been, out, but fuck, it was hard. I've yeah. been once and I also, I also had a flu the first few days. It's hardcore. It is. Uh, but there are like a few times a day, like three times a day or something, you have to sit for an hour like a statue without moving. Mm-hmm. 
the rest of the times you can like change your position a little bit but like three times a day you're supposed to sit completely still and oh my god I think I have never done anything as painful in my life and I have broken bones and stuff sitting still on your ass for an hour is maybe the most painful I have ever done to mm -hmm. my body fuck it feels like all your bones are breaking yeah, but yeah. like in, without moving yeah it's <laughs> called aditana you probably remember aditana mm, the word maybe it's if many I years remember, ago since right kind of the statue procedure when you're not uh, allowed it's many, to it's like 10 years since i did it but oh, really yeah okay you're not going again are you I don't think so. Honestly, I think that it's a little bit dangerous to do these things. Really, I did it twice within one year, and I didn't uphold any practices. Yes. And I think I opened up some sensory gates in my body, in my nervous systems, that I then didn't learn how to control. Mm. And I think that's actually a little bit uh, dangerous yeah. because you learn how to feel everything that is happening. Mm. in your chemistry or in your biochemistry I don't know how to explain it but like you learn how to feel everything in all your cells almost so you become super sensitive super attuned to changes in the environment and, and your emotions yeah. in, you really become super aware of how closely related your emotions are to your nervous system like that it is the same thing so in the years after I would every time I got emotionally distressed I would have a nerve popping somewhere in my body like as a physical yeah, reaction okay. to to things and since i didn't like uphold these practices i don't yeah i think if i do it again i probably would need to like take it a little bit more serious in the long run but also it's just not really for me it's mm -hmm. uh, it's too dogmatic i don't like the whole preacher style i feel yeah. like there's a lot of brainwash uh, mm -hmm. elements mm -hmm. in this way um, not yeah. in meditation in general, but with this form of like boot camp style where you are like, and when you know, people secluded. have been meditating a lot, it's like people are easily manipulated. Manipulated. Yeah, but also the only kind of one you hear talking for ten days is this one guru who is like recorded on video. He's dead now, but but you know, like his fucking training program, and he knows exactly what to say to you when because he built the program, or you know. So it's like ah. Uh, Psychologically, I think it's a little bit tricky. This uh, someone is like flickering the lights up and down, which is a weird. But yeah, I don't know. I don't really meditate in this way. I think it's healthy, but I think that I do it in my own way, in my own. Mm. Yeah. I meditate when I go raving. Ah, on the dance floor, Good. moving in synchronicity with other bodies yes. uh, to very loud music. I can shut out the world for an indefinite amount of vacuum time yeah yeah which for me is very meditative uh or you know like getting lost in the work of something and then like zoning in and out and and realizing that i've been editing for hours yeah, and yeah. and yeah i think meditation is many things it's not necessarily a deliberate action to like sit down and do but it's it's very healthy i got very inspired after about a week of the first vipassana yeah, course me too. Yeah. after about a week all these ideas started coming yeah, because me too. you like have like shut yourself off for oh. stimulation for a week so like suddenly the brain has time to work with what it, it knows or like i don't know create some space yeah.
But um, I don't know. Yeah, now I lost track. I think, yeah, I just was interested in how you have like created a public meditation practice in this way as yeah. an artwork. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'll, yeah, I'm also kind of bringing it into the gallery. Like, for example, the name Rumis slash Tila, because Tila in Finnish means as well as space, it also means state. Kind okay. of. So it's body slash state. Interesting. Like as well. A state of state something. of being, state yeah. of mind, state mm. of I don't know, matter. Wow. Um and so yeah, let's jump back to the full circle of uh oh, no, we'll check the time. No, it's good. The full circle of now you are saying goodbye to painting and moving into embodied performative practices and exposing yourself and being vulnerable and and like using your body and stuff so did you learn something with this work about this new chapter of your practice or did you make some experiences that you can use for the next something you would have done differently or like something that you didn't know would happen that has given you like a moment of enlightenment or something well, well a lot of like practical stuff mm-hmm. for example plan more beforehand what do you mean like that is usually what you learn whatever the process I'm really trying to embrace the no planning thing just because like for pragmatic reasons that's actually a really beautiful point and I actually I want to take a bit back of that but 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 because I had this thought that I will do the performances when I feel like it and then a lot of people Mm. started asking like when are you doing them would I come would how could could I see it and then I started kind of scheduling them around my really tight schedule as it is and then I kind of tied myself into this mm. rhythm that started to feel a bit unnatural and somehow pushed and, uh, and because at, at first I thought that it that the rhythm of the work would kind of flow as as I feel when I feel like I will go to the sea I will go to the sea that you would activate the work when you felt yeah, like yeah, going yeah. and relating to it yeah yeah in, instead of like I, I think I kind of um, gave into this kind of demand. Uh, I totally bit. understand what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, um, what else? Ooh, someone is dismantling a work or something behind us. <laughs> yes, it's the horse. The the little house. Yeah. Are they taking it down? No, I, I think maybe there is something. Because I still never tried it. I think you will have time. Yeah. Maybe there is this plus, I don't know, renovation. Anyway. No, yeah, we were still talking about what you like have like what kind of um knowledge you have gained or gathered from from this work about your performative experiments. Well and also what I told you beforehand is that I like I, I kinda enjoy being seen. That's mm. also what I what I learned because one professor asked me, really kind of strictly, like, do you like it? 
And I was like, oh, nobody has asked me and now I have to answer and I have to be honest. Yes, I do like it. I do feel like there is some kind of void maybe from childhood or whatever of not being seen mm. that I maybe try to figure out in this. And, and I don't know, maybe not. Because I do feel also that maybe it's not me that is hanging there. Maybe it's the work. Maybe it's the kind of like universal body or whatever. But but I have, like, I what I've learned is that I have to kind of... Um, give in to that option as well that as a performance artist I find some kind of joy in being seen and and witnessed and I was curious about the choice of being almost naked mm. um, why were you not just completely naked that's a good point I did think about it Did you use to art model naked? Yes, yes, yes. And it's quite natural for me. Mm -hmm. I think... Um, it would have been a really different work. Definitely. And, yes. I mean, every every change would have made it a different work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, you could have been fully clothed. Yeah, But yeah. you were not. You were like in underwear. Yeah. You were almost naked yeah that's true like all i almost made the decision of being naked but or at least exactly. like chose to undress enough that it's a contrast to people standing with clothes on next yeah, to you yeah yeah but and i don't know maybe that's something that i still have to figure out i also had a conversation with my with my partner who mm -hmm. was maybe a bit suggesting that maybe not and i kind of listened to that as well oh which is interesting Uh, oh, so you let yourself um, be affected by other people. I, I, that's what I do. Yeah. That's what I do. Also I, in the schedule. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Ooh. And like, because in, in a way this, this, <laughs> this work became um, an, an, an investigation about the borders and my own borders in that sense as well, like how do I make decisions, what do I get let kind of affect myself and stuff like that. So in, in a broader sense, uh, uh, it, it kind of... Uh, uh, But know. was it sexual for you to put yourself on display in this way, undressed? Even if you're not naked, you're still undressed you're, and you're still putting your body on full display. So like... As it, it actually wasn't in a sense until one Monday when I was lying there, the gallery was closed. And as uh, and often as I came through kind of the backstage where, where there are like uh, a lot of these construction guys working with uh, whatever stuff they are doing and probably with the leakage or water mm -hmm. damage and whatever. So there were a couple of people uh, working with that. So then in, there has been like many experiences with with the visitors mm -hmm. but but that day was an interesting because the gallery space was empty and I was lying there and then and the lights were off and I knew it was Monday and nobody would see would probably come and, and maybe if you count out students and some staff and people in the streets yeah 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 but then I and then I like heard uh, approaching steps that stopped on on my kind of uh, 
uh, where, where my uh, feet kind of end. Mm-hmm. And then uh, they stopped beside me. And then again, where my feet end, like on, on kind of like. Mm. And that was interesting. And I wondered like who that was. And you and, don't know. And I, and I don't know. And I had uh, my eyes closed. And at that t- t- point, I, I had this thought that because I was maybe, I don't know if I was a bit scared, but I was at least curious and I was like interested, I don't know, it was a new experience and I thought that it, if this would happen in the street, I would feel unsafe. But now that it is in the gallery space, somehow the art and the gallery and the elevated something, the culture, cultural significance is somehow protecting me, like this as... as like but the intimacy is different because yeah. there is like another kind of sociocultural contract yeah, yeah, about pe- it. Yeah, people like walk slower in these mm. kind of uh, spaces. They don't touch in mm. these kind of spaces. True. Fragile things can be exhibited in a, a fragile manner. Yeah, yeah. And you kind of trust that it will be safe. Yeah, yeah. So I, at that point, I thought that oh, this is interesting, uh, that I have kind of brought myself vulnerable into a space that I trust to be safe. Hmm. And also more maybe than the street. in the contract would you make with yourself that you turn your body into the work, then it's like. Um, so I experience it a lot with, well, the podcast but also like in my latest work, the thesis work, where I, my sound is part of, of the sound work. And so anytime I like witness myself mm. in these recorded manners that I, they are performative actions, but also I become part of the material. And in any way I have to like kind of realize myself in it. I have to hear it, I have to see it. And, and that can be weird, it's mm-hmm. like, you know, listening to yourself recorded is strange. Looking at yourself in pictures can be weird. This, but the more you do it, the more you do it and um, acknowledge yourself as part of the greater artwork. Yes. That you are like ac- um, accepting yourself as a performer in the work mm. and not just like as this subjective person with all your insecurities or whatever. Yes but that you are more objectively viewing yourself as part of like this performative situation. I feel it's really cathartic. I feel like I am like slowly learning to accept myself for all my human flaws and like my humanity. You know, I say, people are worried they say something wrong on the podcast. I'm like, I say something wrong in every episode. I cannot like fact check myself or or do this like censoring I say something stupid, I listen to it again, I'm like, that sounds stupid. Or, you know, I don't listen to people properly and then I don't give the smartest follow-up question or all these little things. Mm-mm. In my work, thesis work, where I'm, I'm the sound of my everyday life is it, sometimes I've fallen asleep and accidentally like been recording myself sleeping for hours. That is part of the work that made it to the tape. Because, yeah. yeah. yeah but it's super strange to sit and listen back to yourself snoring. And <laughs> but that sounds really interesting. <laughs> yeah, and I think, I don't know, like the more I do these things, the more I'm like, 
really reconciling with myself as like this flawed, not perfect, not photogenic, not like, you know, I say stupid things. My laughter sounds really loud or fun and this. Yeah. yeah okay, cool. That's fine. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but also, like, I think when you're honest about your thoughts and stuff, it's easier to like yourself. And you have to do it performatively. I realized it when I was doing the bachelor work, when I was running this residency in the East. And then I was record filming everything and interviewing people. And you know, I didn't used to be so comfortable in front of the camera, but if you film people all the time mm. and you expect them to be natural and comfortable in front of the camera and feel okay with you filming them, you have to also act naturally in front of the camera yourself. You have to yeah. set the example. Yeah. If I'm acting awkward, I can't expect other people to like be relaxed. Yeah. So then I just accepted the camera, I think. And I was like, well, you know what? That's fine. We all perform all the time and we also don't perform or yeah, whatever. But to just like relax with it and like don't worry about it so much. And don't, yeah. Yeah, it's what I've been thinking lately is it's not about me, it's about the work. Yeah, or at least like acknowledging your performative presence as like, you know, a lot of the work we do, we wouldn't expect from the tools or the materials or our technique to be perfect or in a very, mm. you know, we can visualize something and we know that what we can create with our hands is not necessarily the same. Okay. But then somehow when it's our own bodies or our own physical presence or our own performative actions, we expect them to be this idealized perfection mm -hmm. that we aspire to be. And like, that's just not going to happen, usually. <laughs> and also it might be boring if it did. So yeah it's the work but also like it's just a technique it's just like you will do it and many times and you will do something better or worse or yeah, yeah. you know you will make mistakes or sometimes you will not want to do it or yeah i don't know at least those are thoughts i have been yeah making with myself about this did i steal the word from you no, you didn't. Okay, sometimes I do. <laughs> um, but I also like to, I also like to kind of, I like to listen and I like to give space. Yeah. What? Let's maybe tie that into your work here. So you are very silent, and stuff. You are really giving space to the viewer to experience you, mm. and you don't even experience them at the same time so you are like giving them the privacy of the experience mm. whilst like by you're granting them your privacy in a yes. way that's very that's very well put thank you Xenia. you're welcome yeah. <laughs> i will listen to that again in your podcast so many times you're writing your thesis now right yeah i am i will write it I, directly I, after yeah, listening yeah. No, your... you're, you're welcome take it yeah uh, it's yours now but um i can send you the recording also before so you don't have to wait for it if you mm -hmm. want to listen back no it's it's a, no, no no rush but yeah please continue you were speaking so well <laughs> <laughs> thank you no just like um was that something you was that a decided act from the beginning maybe not like phrased in the same way but was that part of what you wanted to do 
like there's some anonymity you are kind of anonymous lying there but you also grant the audience this anonymity in the meeting with you like you say yeah. that some people have been watching you really close and you don't know who they are yeah. so they know they have been sharing a, an intimate moment with you mm. and you don't know that they know you yeah. somehow a yeah. little bit like how people are listening to me talk every week in this podcast and they somehow maybe know me quite well now yeah. some yeah. people And I don't know who they are. It's a little bit weird relationship mm. to yeah. have to someone. And I think using yourself as material or putting yourself in the work in this way that you do when you perform and stuff. Um, it is this weird balance of like um, maintaining like your subjective privacy or yes. a, like and like passivity and activity also and like you say about the borders like mm. so yeah when do i invite people in mm. and when do i not like when am i on display when am i not but also just becoming an artist is like uh, what is like fame and privacy and like public personality or not mm. when is something i do part of my overall oeuvre like my work when is something i do or say just private Mm. the borders really start to blur yeah yeah after a while mm. and so i don't know like this work is kind of like a very physical manifestation of that but yes yes i think you put it really well and i have to say to the listeners now something has happened there is maybe a student in the in, in the other uh side of of the gallery space uh, i think she, she has put lights out <laughs> and now now there is only this kind of like really really warm and beautiful light It's beside like a the sofa lamp. yeah <laughs> grandma lamp totally so we're like sitting into the in the darkness yeah, it's and it's true. really dark outside And then there is only this yellow grandma lamp that is. But the uh, street lamps in pictures. Finland or in Helsinki at least they're very like warm yellow orange and mm. so it matches or reflects this yeah. light quite well. Yeah, wow. And also I think we're running out of time, no? Because you have a Zoom meeting. Yes, yes. Oh wow, I have a Zoom meeting. Right? Yeah. yeah. Because this is the university life. Yeah. It is going to be about I don't know seven or over. Oh, we've talked an hour and a half exactly. So um, before we end now, is there something I have forgotten to ask you? Something you wanted to say or? Hmm. I'm I'm just really grateful about how you frame framed it just yeah. a while ago about the somehow like allowing people to enter my intimate space without even uh, kind of knowing who is entering and but sometimes uh, somehow I am also in my pre with my presence dominating the space but that's the what you started time. the whole talk with saying that yeah. you are like interested in like who affects who like yeah, yeah. who somehow like um, And breaks the boundary of this like yeah. relationship yeah yeah and I don't give any answers I just lay down the stripes and then start to investigate in different mm. kind of suits and maybe sometimes even without a suit i have still a week to go mm. so we'll see and it's very interesting that you are like blinding yourself but you can hear the space yes so for example i heard a child asking is it real is it dead is it real is it dead <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
I mean, I love that. Sometimes I have built installations where I have then been like sitting behind them and like listening to people experience my work. Yeah. It's wonderful. Um, not necessarily that I have been hiding to listen to people, but I have to, you know, sitting behind to, to work or something. And then, or sitting in the vicinity or in the gallery and people don't know it's my work or something. Mm. And then like, yeah, just like listening to people experience your work and what they say about it. And children, they have the best comments. Like they are so unimpressed. They're really... Yes. Yes. <laughs> ah, it's just a space movie. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, or like, yeah, I did build this one installation on a festival in Makvax Festival in this place called Makvagel in Denmark. And it was for a three-day festival and this installation people 24-7 could experience. And there were like video and sound works and stuff and some couches. And there was one child who just got hooked. So like her and her mom spent the whole weekend inside my installation. Ah. And like the mom really wanted to be outside in the sun and to listen to the music in the stages. And the child was just, no, I think she was four or five. No, the only thing she wanted to do was to watch this four hour long VHS glitch video work I had made. Wow. And to listen to this, like these soundscapes I had put in these old telephones. And so I was like, oh my God, you're still sitting here. Like they were sitting there for two straight days. And the mom was like, yeah, what can you do? Mm. It's apparently the best thing we have ever imagined in wow. the world. And so they spent the whole weekend indoors watching my like cracked up VHS glitch video <laughs> these old TV screens amazing right that is it's the best like audience yeah. I've ever had yeah 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 I was really um moved yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. and and also to have like this sur surrendering mother <laughs> oh that was really sweet yeah, I yeah. mean like if that had been me, no, I would have gotten yeah. bored. Yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah, and I mean, I will try to include like a moment of this uh, sound that I recorded so that people can understand the soundscape that you were lying in. Mm. And maybe hear it, how you are experiencing it. And then just imagine how it is to be with your eyes closed in public and how if you don't know if someone can see you or not and especially mm. suspended like you know kind of handicapped in this way mm. that you are just there yeah it's it's interesting but i mean not a lot of us have actually put ourselves in this situation mm. this way but mm. but maybe we can consider the implications or yeah uh, yeah yeah you can try it out one day if you like Oh, yeah, I was wondering. Stieg, for example, tried it out. And, yeah. And my partner and other people have tried it out. Yeah. How long did they stay there? Not long. Yeah. It, it's, yeah. I've witnessed not everybody gets so gracefully in there and <laughs> gracefully out, I'd have to say. <laughs> yeah, I mean... But not everyone can be acrobatics, right? Um, 
Yeah, but I mean, when I was sitting with you, I became part of your installation That's because I was I just sitting with my eyes closed for a really long time. Mm. Did you feel my presence? Yes, I did, and it was interesting, like kind of like kind of to share the moment. And mm -hmm. I don't think anybody has kind of spent so much time with the work or with the performance. It was interesting, but and I also like at one point I don't, I'm not sure if you you were probably eyes closed or something, but I started to smile at one point a lot. Oh. Because I started to think, like, what if I farted? <laughs> <laughs> because you thought you maybe did? No, no, but, be, but what if I, 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 it just like came into my mind, like, what if I farted? Would you have because, been able to do it on command? Uh, no, I, I started to think, like, ooh, sometimes when you think, because it was about, I knew that it is, it is going to be recorded. Ah. So then these like thoughts <laughs> appear, like, what if I fart <laughs> now that it's been recorded? I had one girl farting while I was recording a dance that she was performing, <gasps> episode 20. And then like when we were doing the interview a few days later, she was like, I farted at one point while she was running naked around the room in, yeah. in the stage. Yeah. She was like, I farted at one point while I was running naked. Did you catch that on the recording? And I was yeah. like, I don't know. <laughs> I yeah, didn't yeah. even realize. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And I started to like. I started to smile and think, like, would it become a sound sound piece if that I started to fart? would have been amazing if you had, because it was right below you. Yeah, yeah. I would have caught everything. Yes. And then I started to think, like, would it become like, like also like a, um, the smell of it? Would it become like a like a multi sensory piece? Oh, that people know how it smells when they yeah. hear a fart. Yeah. But yeah, maybe. This thought. Oh, such a bodily installation yeah, with like it would become different but also like just the thought of it you being there and having these like bodily um considerations am i bleeding on the floor yeah yeah what if i fart on the recording mm, yeah it's yeah. like and yeah. sometimes like when i relax my stomach starts to um make noises mm -hmm. and that has happened often as well yeah well, it adds a soundscape, yeah, like yeah. subtly. I think it did happen at one point when you were recording, but I'm not mm -hmm. sure whether it got the machine. Yeah. Were you ever bleeding on the floor, by the way? No, no, I don't no. think so. Yeah. Yeah, that would have been a different work. Yeah, yeah, interesting. But I have like still a couple of days to try that <laughs> out. To bleed. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, well, well, thank you so much for um, for sharing. Uh, like I told you before, when we talked about when I asked if you wanted to 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 guest, is that it's also quite nice sometimes to talk to people about something that they are still in the early stages of figuring out. Yeah, because a yeah. lot of people they are so deep into their practice that they have already thought all the thoughts and stuff. So. Sometimes it's nice to catch people in new endeavors, mm, mm, mm. like, yeah, you know, yeah, I'm experimenting with something and I don't know what it means yet, like, wow, yeah, that's such an interesting point to be in. Yeah, yeah, and also, like, we, I think it, it has been nice to talk with you because it feels like we have been kind of luring some information out together about my piece, because, like, mm. a, I don't know, we didn't state it at the beginning of the interview that I'm actually I don't really know what I'm working with or I don't know what I'm going to find uh, after these performances I, I just these are the themes and these are the straps and this is my body and let's see how it all works out yeah um, but yeah 
yeah but i'm like grateful of like um this moment of uh, getting together and i don't know maybe uh figure something out yeah it's a very precious intimate uh sharing of something that yeah. you spend so long time with someone in their work yeah. it's not normally i would never sit someone down for two hours and be like talk to me yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. but like so it's really this format creates this really nice opportunity for that and i just love that you started before we began you were like i'm just gonna take a moment and sing a song mm. to relax myself and i love that because that is what something i do as well now i think maybe it's worth mentioning because we've been talking about all this meditation and and stuff so this like singing as a way to calm your yes. nerves yeah is a really interesting praxis um so uh singing stimulates the vagus nerve for those who don't know it's a really big nerve that starts in the top of your cranium and then it moves down through your neck and like branches out through your body and kind of touches all your inner organs and ends in your crotch more or less or in your thighs so it's a really massive nerve and you can stimulate it in many ways but one way is to sing or hum mm -hmm. that that like uh, and yeah uh, so physiologically singing can be a way to relax your nerves yeah. but also just like we talked before because then i asked that i like what is your your chill song or what to call it yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and i told that, that this horizon song is at the moment but you said that yours is bridge over troubled water which is which is yeah. kind of like nice and yeah. since it is a bridge that i always across oh, uh, i always across the street oh, to yeah. the water so i also I sang a bit think about that. i also sang a bit of the bridge over troubled water really? yeah yeah before you came uh -huh. no but i didn't even think about that when i said it no for me it's like it's a quite difficult song to sing uh, but if i really make an effort i can but it requires like quite some sensitivity in the vocal register um, and like a lot of uh, control and for me to sing it well i have to be very calm in my voice so that means i can't be in this like hyperactive like you talked about i also I'm often in this yeah, hyperactive yeah, yeah. mode. Yeah, I see. To sing Bridge Over Troubled Water, I need to be real calm. Yeah. And so if I feel like, like I'm a little bit anxious and stuff, this is a song that I on command can pull myself down into like a really... I feel like I can almost control like my heartbeat with, you know, or something yeah. like this. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. Anyway, maybe it's a good place to stop. Uh, so the last thing we always do is... Uh, I have to present you the knickers you uh, <laughs> gave me when we were showering. And I had you gifting me my own underwear? Yes, I have washed them. Thank you for the loan. But you wrapped them as a I, present. Yes, you're welcome. <laughs> when I met Sara in the shower the other day after performing, she forgot underwear no i had i had i had i i i swam in my underwear yeah so it was wet it was wet yeah i had extra so now i am re-gifted my own underwear wrapped as a present that's really cute <laughs> thank you <You're> welcome. <laughs> yeah, wow and then like the same evening i had to uh 
borrow dry clothes from a friend in the night because we had this outdoor sauna event mm. with Kino Club and it was a real storm and I was biking home completely soaked afterwards. So then I went to a friend's place to have a beer and I had to borrow clean dry clothes from him and so I thought it was appropriate in the morning I had yeah. borrowed someone dry clothes and then in the night someone else clothed me. Yeah, yeah. That's the circle of life. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Anyway, um, in the end, is do you have a website or social media or somewhere online that uh, the listener can check you out? I have a, an Instagram account, Sarah Sylvia Anastasia, but uh, I really rarely post there, and when I do, I usually uh, uh, um, delete the older ones. So I usually have mm. only one picture there interesting um and and then i have my website is uh com. yeah can just we just uh, mention that rantanen is like it means something with beach yeah it's kind of like a more small beach and we are in the beach small road shore. it's this road is called randatie yeah uh, which means like beach path and then you go to like this kind of beach over there to swim yeah, there's yeah. a lot of yeah yeah Echoes. That's true. Yeah, but also we will add links in the show notes to these pages yeah, yeah. you were saying and to this exhibition, which will be over when you listen to this. But yeah. Oh, thank you so much for sharing. Good night. Yeah, it was really nice. Yeah, good night. Oh, oh, it's evening. Okay, and thank you to the listener. Thank you for listening. Hope you enjoyed it.